Well, the US might be on holiday, but COVID-19 isn't, and the news continues to be alarming, although on the plus side, the infection rates are falling in some of the worst-hit European countries. Today, we'll look at the minutes from the last ECB meeting. Europe's Philip Lane uh, talks about the availability of credit in Europe. Uh, Also, confusion over the AstraZeneca vaccine trial. And Brexit, still no word, but you know what? There's plenty of time. There's a whole month, isn't there? It's Friday, the 27th of November, 2020. It's the morning call from NAB. Good morning. Well, a pretty quiet day today, as you'd expect with Thanksgiving in the United States. We've got a slight increase in the US dollar. It's hanging close to 92 still. A bigger fall in the pound. It's down 0.2%. The US dollar is down 0.2% against the Swiss franc and the Japanese yen. The stock market's closed in the United States, of course, but we've got a 0.4% fall in the FTSE 100. Not much movement on the Eurostoxx 50 and a four basis point fall in UK 10-year gilts. And uh, falls in oil, WTI, back below $45 a barrel, losing 1.8% today. Uh, the other more sombre news, the numbers on Wednesday, 2,304 people died of COVID-19 in the United States, which is the highest daily total since early May, and it is just about 14 or 15% below the worst day ever in that first wave. So the second wave in the United States is shaping up to be just as bad as the first, perhaps, with Thanksgiving and Christmas potentially adding to the problem. Uh, on that note, David DeGaris, I didn't mean to bring everyone down quite so early in the podcast, David <laughs> DeGaris is Director of Economics for Markets at now in London. Uh, maybe with all that news, it's a good day for the equity markets actually to have a, a day off in the United States, because when you look at it like that, the news is still pretty grim, isn't it? Yeah, it, it is grim. So the markets had this tussle, hasn't it? If you know, my, my thinking at the moment, Phil, is that if it hadn't been for the vac- vaccine news, then the market would be a lot mm. more defensive than it is right now. But, but two things that I've, but, but I've been watching today is, you know, while it's been a very soggy day, as you, as you rightly say there, and even oil is off 90 cents today, Brent off to 40, 90 cents. Um, base metals are up. Copper is up 1.49% today, up 20% year to date, Phil, and iron ore up again by 0.3% today. It's up an eye glazing 56% year to date. So both of those you think are playing to the China story. And remember too that we shouldn't forget, you know, China's goal is to double the size of their economy again over, over the next 15 years. Yeah. So what they, they aim for, they've, they've been achieving, yeah. haven't they? Yeah. And the rest of the world just looks on. It's just astonishing, isn't it? Uh, look, yes. in Europe, the, uh, the, the, the notes, the account of the last ECB meeting, uh, Philip Lane was saying there that the euro area uh, economic recovery was losing momentum relative to what had been anticipated. With the, looking at the high-frequency data for mobility mm. and retail uh, and recreation, that's all weakening. Yes. Household consumption was uh, expected to remain subdued, and hence business investment was going to remain weak. So what else can they do except maintain low interest rates and, and, and their bond purchases? And Philip Lane's been talking today as well about concern about uh, tightening credit standards, which might actually make yes. the situation worse. Yes, yes. I mean, that's, that's, that's what he's particularly concerned about. And obviously, these were the sorts of discussions that they were having uh, at their meeting at the end of October. And of course, this is a time when Europe was going into further lockdowns, again, further restrictions. So... And we've seen how that's played out with the uh, the service PMIs at the start of the start of the week. So I mean, the French services PMI were down to what thirty nine. The German one a bit better than that. But Philip Lane worried about um, you've got you know the the, the potential for uh, uncertain business confidence and tightening credit conditions. You know, if businesses see that, then 
you know, it's, it's going to yeah. make them more worried. So you get this sort of negative feedback loop appearing. So what can they do about it? Um, well, one, they're worried that, you know, if, if, if curve, yield curves are starting to steepen because markets think, you know, the vaccine news is coming, uh, we're, on, we're on to uh, a sunny 2021. But what do households and businesses see? They see the restrictions. They see the infection news. Mm. So, um, you know, he, 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 I, I guess that means that, the, you know, they're going to be certainly going to beef up their uh, QE and their bank funding programs, the Teltros, come the uh, December 10 meeting. And the, and the concern is over a t- tightening of a credit for consumers, is it commercial banks saying, right, yes. because, but I mean, it, understandably, because they're worried about credit worthiness. There's, you know, there's two halves of the population, yes. isn't there? And, and the one half that's doing okay, of course, have had a bit of enforced savings. So even if they had better credit uh, standards, so easier credit, they probably wouldn't be using it, would they? Well, I think the, you raise a good point there, because when you actually look at the uh, what the ECB figures on money supply and so forth are showing. They've actually shown, and this is a picture that's, you know, emerged in the US, you know, with the CARES Act stimulus and also in Australia and elsewhere, is that household deposits have been going up. So mm. despite the pandemic, you know, all the fiscal support that's come through has seen household deposits really start to blossom. So yeah. in in some locale locales i mean you've seen housing pick up in in the states in australia new zealand um but elsewhere you know consumer credit type finance uh business finance has been on the back foot so i mean households are actually in a in a strange way in in a better financial shape than they were 9 months yeah. ago but some of them are completely devastated. They're out of work. <laughs> and they're the ones uh, who the banks don't want to lend to. So I'm not quite sure that even if you were to, to, to do anything to uh, try and make it easier to obtain credit, whether that's going to work. But look, it's also, made, it's also been made worse, of course, that the consumer confidence numbers are going the wrong way as well. Germany and France had their numbers out today. For Germany, from minus 3.2 in November to minus 6.7 mm. in December. Yes. And, that, and that's yes. Germany, you know, where we look at Germany and they're doing somewhat better than the rest of Europe. Indeed, indeed. And also the French numbers down from 94 to 90. So, mm. um, and both those numbers feel sort of well below their, their pre-pandemic levels, more so for France than in Germany. Uh, and of course, today, the, um, the German Chancellor has extended the, uh, the lockdown through yeah. into December. So, you know, you've Possibly had November, into January, Ger- in fact. That, that's the message that's coming out mm. that say at least until December 20 and maybe in, into January as well. So she's managed to get the state premiers across the line uh, with that. So, uh, and, yeah. and France, we know this week has, has eased their restrictions, but doing it in a very staged way. So from this yeah. Saturday, small businesses will be about to open, but not restaurants and cafes, not yet, not until January 20th. So they're going to be in some sort of lockdown still until the new year as well. So it's a yeah. gradual process that's underway there. It is. Uh, and uh, Germany is also trying to push to get EU ski resorts closed as well. They think that could be a uh, potential super spreader. Uh, well, it was, wasn't it early? It was very yeah. early in the pandemic, wasn't it? Yeah, it was indeed. Uh, yeah, in fact, it was Yeah, a lot of people coming back from uh, skiing holidays in Italy, which brought it back to the UK, of course. And, and indeed, the UK, indeed. Uh, 
now is you, you're back to the confusing tier system in the UK, except they've toughened it up. So yes. everybody is almost, almost everybody is a at least a tier two. So basically, tougher restrictions. And I saw Boris Johnson giving a press conference earlier, saying, "Look, you know, if this doesn't work, or if you, if you don't behave, is almost what he was saying, uh, then we could be back to a full <laughs> national lockdown in the UK in the yes. new year." Yes, yes. So. Uh well, you and I should go down to Cornwall then, Phil, because yeah, that's um, right. that's, I think that's, that's only, one of the very few places in T1. If I was in Cornwall, I think I'd be putting a wall up and telling everyone to stay out. Look, uh, <laughs> AstraZeneca, that's the great white hope, of course, in the UK. Uh, that yes. uh, They reckon that, you know, if you take the right mix of doses, you can get 90% uh, effectiveness as a vaccine. That's been questioned in some quarters. It seems the best mix is half a dose yes. followed by a full dose. But they don't have enough uh, of a of a the subgroup trial to satisfy everyone, so they're going to have to undertake a new global trial. But they're saying yes. that that shouldn't affect the uh, the timeline for the rollout, but it probably will delay yes. acceptance within the United States. Uh, but think, you know, they've yes, got enough I, of their own over there, perhaps. Yes, I think so. Um, they they um, so I think somebody from um, Operation Warp Speed in the mm. US was questioning. AstraZeneca over over this, and uh, also, uh, you know, that the half dose followed by the single dose was uh, allegedly of uh, younger population that is right. not over fifty five. So, uh, AstraZeneca haven't put out a press release, as far as I can see. But the CEO there, interestingly, Phil, is currently in quarantine <laughs> in, in in Australia right. of all places. But um, they think they think that this won't slow their regulatory approvals with the uh, the UK and the EU, but maybe with the US, given that they haven't been doing trials in the US yet, and just maybe raises some issues. So um, their share price was down like 0.7 percent today, but the market was soggy, and we know that. This is not a profit-making enterprise, this particular vaccine for, uh, yeah, for AstraZeneca. Yeah. So anyway. the pound is just about the only currency which has uh, really moved today. Um, I'm wondering whether that that's part of it or whether, I mean, still no word on Brexit. In fact, the independent newspaper saying in the last hour or so that Downing Street has admitted that it doesn't know if Michel Barnier is going to turn up for face-to-face talks tomorrow, which are due to resume. The the, the admission comes after reports mm. suggested Mr Barnier was pulling out of the talks until there was a major shift in the UK's negotiating yes. stance. This is brinkmanship right to the last possible moment. It is, it? and uh, that's been the form to now, hasn't it, that it's gone right down to the wire. So um doesn't mm. mean there won't be a deal in yeah, the next week, right. but, you know, we've already heard, uh, uh, you know, Yesterday, that uh, the EC president was was um, um, irritated, I think, um, with with a lack of progress yeah. to date. So, you know, it's, I think it'll still require those heads of state. I know, we, to get you know, together. we've obviously got to be politically neutral, but we, we there's a factor of incompetence you've got to you've got course. to take account of as well. <laughs> Maybe it all falls apart because of incompetence on both sides of the negotiating table. Well, Look, uh, private capex in Australia for Q3 down three percent quarter on quarter. That's on top, yes. of course, of the revised 7.1% fall in, in Q2. So nobody wants mm, to invest. Mm. Even in Australia, nobody wants to invest just yet. So is that going to hit the uh, the Q3 GDP number, presumably? Uh, that was pretty much expected by most analysts, including ourselves. Mm. Um, and uh, so we still think the GDP is on track for an over 4% rise in Q3, even with Victoria under uh, lockdown through most of the quarter, which... For if the quarter of the economy is under those restrictions, I think 4% would be seen as a more than respectable outcome 
Phil. So, um, but you know, it's going to be led by uh, the pickup in consumer spending in, in the in the third quarter of this year. We think. And, uh, not much n- other news really today, data wise. We get economic sentiment for the euro area, consumer confidence for New Zealand this morning. Look, they had the highest trade surplus for New Zealand in twenty eight years mm. uh, with the numbers out yesterday. Uh, they continued to export, which helped, and uh, of course the imports fell in a heap, like just about everywhere. But they see they're going to keep production up by importing more seasonal work. Got to keep that wine flowing, haven't you? Because, you know, if uh, if I can't yes. get my Oyster Bay, you know, th- my world would implode. <laughs> it just wouldn't be Christmas. Yes, you're, uh, <laughs> are you a Sav Blanc drinker, Phil? Yeah, I like a nice Sav Blanc. Yeah, absolutely. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Good work. <laughs> oh, I will leave it there. Thank you. I thought you were going to follow up with something there. Uh, I thought you were going to no. offer me a bottle. Uh, good to talk. Catch you again very soon. Thanks, Dave. Will do, Phil. Cheers. And that's it. Another week on The Morning Call. I'm Phil Dobby for NAB. Back again on Monday morning. I'll see you then. Thanks for listening.